At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. I'm your host for this evening, Tom Proctor. And before we begin tonight, I want to talk about the Make Music VT. It is an international festival that's happening in a thousand cities around the world, 120 countries, and it's happening on June 21st. Uh, the general idea is you get out and you play music in a random place with random people. It's a come one, come all music festival, and you can be one of the musicians on the bill and even sign up for your home or favorite spot in town to be a stage. So you can find out more information and sign up at bigheavyworld.com forward slash make music. Uh, so go check that out. It's going to be pretty amazing. And uh, even if you don't want to play, you can go and see some pretty fantastic spots around town where great music will be happening. So now back to our regularly scheduled program. It's a rocket shop. Good evening. Um, and with me tonight it is Ian Steinberg. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, well, we usually kick it off with a song. So um, you guys uh, want to introduce what you've got and take it away. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we're, I just released an album yesterday. It's called Guidance, and we're going to play the eponymous song off that album. Well, it's called Guidance. It's what eponymous means. <laughs> up off the ground every fork leads me back to where I've been before tell me stranger how do I pick the rubber from my jaw
So good, I read them. Wanted to join in at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much. That was a, a beautiful song, and so that was the. Let me just get this right. The epitomous. Eponymous. Eponymous. So close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, song of your new album, Guidance. Uh, mm -hmm. So I had a little look at the bio of that, and uh, I listened to a, a couple, a few songs in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've got a lot to say on this record. So <laughs> do you want to take me a few through a few themes you have on the album? Yeah, well, I'd say the over the overarching aspect of the album is like it's a it's an oral journey of my experience going into and working through depression. And I would say that i'm I'm in a much better place right now, which is wonderful. But I wouldn't say I'm out of it because, you know, it's a lifetime thing. But it kind of each of the songs is an experience or a feeling kind of manifested in um, in music and lyrics and whatnot, um, whether or not they're like actual experiences of loss of friends or family um, uh, or even a sense of self. Um, I'd say that's kind of the the root of it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and and so does each each track on the album have a um, a particular kind of moment you're talking about, or is it all kind of an overarching look at mental health and depression and the experiences you've had with that? Yeah, I'd uh, I'd say certain songs are definitely like a moment and an experience. Like uh, there's a track that we're gonna play um, soon called "And Now," which is about uh, one of my good friends who had an overdose and died. But, um, and now that, that was a tough experience and that's like a direct reaction to that um, and is kind of uh, carried through that. Then there are other songs like the, the first track on the album, Bad Luck, it isn't any direct experience of mine. It's kind of just a, a, a feeling of like being down and out and whatnot through the lens of like a story I made up more or less, you know. So, so there are some things. And then there is like in between tracks, like uh, little interludes, like, um, Poppy's last message, which is literally a voicemail for my grandma or grand <laughs> grandpa Poppy, um, and or or Fatima, which is a uh, reading from the book uh, The Alchemist by mm -hmm. Paulo Coelho. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but yeah, yeah. So so it kind of moves all over the place. But I I, I feel like there is an overarching theme, but each song kind of like touches on its own little thing, and hopefully. If you listen to it, you can experience the connection between each one and kind of the path that it follows. But mm. yeah. And um, well, I thought you were coming solo tonight. But you got the rest of your band with you, or a selection of your band. Would you like to introduce them? Well, yeah, we got uh, Dane Duffy right here on electric guitar, electric and lead guitar, and then this is Lucas Tabshi on bass. Lucas, we've had in a few times now, always with yeah. a different band. Yeah, <laughs> he's prolific in the uh, in the area. Uh, I've got to say it was a beautiful guitar solo. Um, how do you do? You guys kind of come together and uh, and craft the the band songs uh, as one, or do you, you yourself, Ian, do you kind of compose the whole thing to get on on your own? Um, well, the album itself, I like. I worked on it almost entirely on my own in my bedroom. So almost all the parts minus uh, the drums are written and played by me. So when I had Dane and Lucas join me, um, I was kind of like, here are these parts, but also 
you know, here's what I did, but also you can do something cool with it. And I like to think that they made it much better. <laughs> and also, uh, I, it's nice to give a different experience live than, you know, listening to the album itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, you mentioned on your site that this is your debut indie folk album um, <laughs> and your first experience creating a full studio album. So how did this differ from your previous records? Um, well, I only have one other uh, EP out, and that was done when I was in college. It was a full band thing. Um, I recorded it with my friend uh, Vito Sicarella, who's actually in uh, Dead Shakers. I don't know if you know them, but they're a band in the area. And um, I'd say it's different because it's those songs were kind of just like, here are some songs that I wrote, and they're on an EP. And this one is definitely a more fleshed out, thought out, um, like, in embodiment and representation of who I am as a person and a musician, I'd say. Yeah. Why was uh, now the time for, for an album? And when did you start kind of putting this together and the idea kind of formulate? And, and yeah, mm. tell me the journey from, from conception to, to creation. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So I was working on it. I used to live in California and I was doing a bunch of demos. I had a lot of these songs written, like some of these songs I wrote in high school. So they've been simmering under the, under the surface for, you know, almost a decade now. And uh, the... I'd like I put all these demos together and I thought, you know, w what would be, you know, what would go well together? And there were like 20 songs and like I trashed a bunch of them and maybe I'll save some for another time. But I, um, as I was in California and leaving there, I was kind of having this really intense experience. And the way it manifested um, when I came back is like some of these songs really, uh, I attached myself more to them. And then as I like whittled it down, it came into kind of a, a what it is today in terms of concept and uh, the journey that I was talking about and those experiences. So, yeah. And some of the, some of the stuff I like one of the songs, honey, won't you come back home? Uh, I wrote last year while I was already recording some of the other stuff. And I was like, Oh, this should go on, you know, <laughs> like, so it's kind of taken from all points of my life which I think is kind of accurate um, for what I'm trying to represent because it's kind of like, here I am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, you're a sound engineer yourself, so did you put the, the album, did you, did you master and create the whole thing yourself? Uh, I did all the um, writing, recording, producing, mixing. Um, my friend Gabe Millman, known as G Mills on Spotify, he did all the mastering. Um, and the drums were recorded by my friend Isaac, who also plays the drums, so I didn't do that part. Uh, but yeah, everything else was me. So it was just me in my bedroom with, you know, my my KM184 and my computer and, you know, this guitar and a couple other instruments just, you know, doing the whole thing. Is it is it easier to record in that more familiar place where, you know, <laughs> you, you know where the kitchen is, you can go grab yourself a cup of coffee when you need it and you've got as much time as you like to kind of ruminate on what you're creating or... Does that actually make things harder because, you know, you've not got that time constraint and mm. so you can end up procrastinating forever? Yes. Yeah, it's all of the above for sure. I love working, kind of getting in my own head and being able to really like take the time and workshop stuff. Like a lot of the harmonies on there were just me looping and looping and looping for like an hour or two hours, whatever, just singing into the mic and grabbing what I liked. And then there's also times like, like when I was mixing, like 
a year and a, like a bit into the project and I was like, I'm gonna go insane up this to this song 40 million times I need, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a balance for sure. But I, I at, at a certain point, once I'd finished all the tracking, I said, this is when I wanna have it done. This is when the release is gonna be. And that like putting a time constraint on myself really helped me push it through the, through the end. Right, <laughs> yeah. is there any significance to the, the date you've you picked in the end? Uh, no, no, it just happened to be convenient. The date, the release date doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'd love to hear another song. Um, yeah. Is it going to be another one from the new album? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, cool. And now? Um, for all you guitar chunk junkies listening, this is an open C with a capo on the fourth fret. Um, <laughs> that's C G C G uh, C E. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> The truth will set you free, but only once it's done with you. That spider it will breathe and wait to snatch it up from you. Your arthritic movements caught up in narcotic truancy. They appear to take advantage of our social fluency. And now... permission in fact they'll grab you by the neck shut you up and make you listen your sad charm and bricked up arm the coin tossed up for you silky web of devil's thread stole what was left to lose and now
and now by Ian Steinberg there. And uh, I was just kind of have a peek at your lyrics while you were singing that, and they are they are relatively abstract uh, as lyrics go. So how do you how do you create a song? Is it can, do you do you kind of pick up uh, lyrics as you're you know in the supermarket and just write them down, or is mm-hmm. it a kind of case of deliberately sitting down somewhere and, and really knocking out an entire song? Yeah, there there have been certain points. Like guidance is a perfect example of that last uh, thing you said, where I just sat down. I actually like couldn't sleep at night, and uh, and I woke up at two in the morning, and then just wrote the whole thing, like more or less, not not like in its entirety, but um, basically wrote out all the lyrics. Um, that song in particular, I knew what I wanted the subject to be about, um, like the loss of my friend, and I kind of workshop some lyrics but actually some of those like the truth will set you free but only once it's done with you um or the things that happen don't require your permission those lines are actually taken this is gonna be the most pretentious thing i've said um (laughs) from infinite jest uh by david foster wallace i just like ripped those out and then like built a song like a little bit around that but then the second two verses are all all kind of things that i wanted to follow through on like the uh the experience of the funeral in the third verse, like the the forced perspective in a rectangle of sky, like mm. imagining looking up from the inside of a grave, uh, the loamy rain mixed with the pain of last goodbye, loam dirt, uh, like shoveling dirt into the into the thing, um, or and then like the last verse, uh, um, like I am a man at least in sentimental value, strapped into your pine box, power shivered into, like just kind of like reconciling myself with the experience. Um, so there's things like that. Uh, there's other times when I'll just find a nice guitar riff I like or something and I'll play along with that and kind of just spitball stuff around, you know, see what comes out and write something down that I like. Or yeah, sometimes it's like out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, that's a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it goes in the garbage bin, but, you know, it got to pull from somewhere, right? <laughs> so. um, I, I've heard this a lot from musicians. Are you the sort of person to kind of half write a song and then not to force it and leave it and leave it for a, f- a few weeks <laughs> or months, and I've heard even years, mm-hmm. and, and then come back to it? Yeah, definitely. There's, I think a lot of the time, I, I have a really tough time, like, workshopping inspiration so to speak like I don't have a regular schedule thing where I sit down I'm like this is my songwriting time which I should probably be a little more disciplined at (laughs) but you know we all have our faults and I'd say that uh uh yeah there's a lot of songs where I I start them off I always like this is what happens most frequently is I'll be like yeah sweet I got a first verse and a and a second verse and kind of a chorus and then I'll leave it. And Mm. it's like, I'm like, yeah, this is sick and I'll play that over and over again, but I can't push past that. And that's (laughs) really frustrating, but it's, it's a part of it. And sometimes I go back, sometimes it's been years, sometimes it's been days. It, it, you know, it's different for each song. And, uh, you've been, you, you somewhat class classically trained. You went to a conservatory. Yeah, uh, Ithaca College, um, I studied audio engineering there, and uh, part of their curriculum was classical guitar, so mm-hmm. I had to do the whole yeah. whole thing, you know. And how has that shaped the way that you write and create music? Uh, well, 
I don't know if the conservatory shaped me too much other than the fact that I learned that I really didn't like playing classical guitar, <laughs> but it definitely that it made me a better guitarist. The, the discipline to sit down and practice for two hours a day doing that was really, really helpful. And just in terms of my technique, but I've been the first, you know, time I, the first music I really listened to was classical piano and that's kind of shaped my sense of harmony and, um, or at least I think it has, other than like folk music, um, I kind of try and like be a little more interesting and dynamic than just like GCD, GCD. Mm -hmm. um, or at least I hope that I do. <laughs> Sometimes I don't, you know, that, and that's okay too. But um, like Chopin and um, Debussy and all those kind of like really interesting, um, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, can't remember the scale that Debussy uses all the time, but like... Um, using uh, just only whole tones. Anyway, mm -hmm. oh, whole tone scale. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so like that kind of thing, working in those interesting harmonies, I think is like a part of me and, you know, yeah. reflects hopefully a little bit. And, um, and so you've been like creating music for the scene uh, since 2013. Um, mm -hmm. So where have you got musically that you're aiming to reach? Uh, what have you have achieved that's been slightly unexpected, but surprising mm. in a good or a bad way? And um, <laughs> yeah. where, where are you still trying to strive for? Well, I guess, uh, I mean, I'm always trying to, you know, play more shows and get more involved in the community. And it really helps to have the band for sure. These, these mm -hmm. folks have been super, super helpful. And I, I'd say like in terms of long-term goals is like, see how far we can go if we can, you know, I'm not trying to be like Taylor Swift or anything, but it would be cool to, you know, not have to have a day job. Like <laughs> that would be sweet. But, uh, uh, who knows? Um, and I'm not really like pushing on myself too hard. Like I'm doing the work, you know, I'm throwing out the booking stuff as much as I can and like doing the press releases and whatnot. But I definitely, <laughs> you know, I'm not like kicking myself like every time I don't hear back from a, mm. you know, a talent buyer or something like that. Um, and I guess, it, yeah, being in the scene has been really rewarding. What I love about Burlington a lot, especially compared to California, is the sense of actual community. Um, people look out for each other and uh, work a lot together and support each other. It's not a competitive scene. It's a supporting scene, which is so nice. <laughs> it's so heartwarming after being in the Bay Area and feeling like I had to, like, chew and gnaw and, mm -hmm. you know, scrabble around for a spot anywhere, so... Yeah. Um, well, which kind of brings me to my next question, actually. You uh, you say you've been influenced by people like Dr. Dog and Tallest Man on Earth, mm. uh, fantastic folk indie indie uh, bands and, and singer songwriter. Uh, but locally, who are your influences in in the music that you create? Oh wow. Um, well, I really love a box of stars they're actually good friends of mine macaulay and claire and jens um jens actually plays on the album the violinist from that they're super influential um to me they're kind of like dream folk uh, i really like the dead shakers um the way that kevin uh bloom shapes like soundscapes and stuff is really interesting to me and something i'm kind of aspiring to do in my music uh honey and soul um is phenomenal that's a trio of ladies who are absolutely wonderful um cello guitar and piano and their harmonies are like 
Oh, disgustingly beautiful. <laughs> I'm, it's really like hard to not like well up with emotion when I listen to them. And they're like, there's all, those are all people I really respect and kind of try and draw from. Um, in the area. And there's a ton of other bands I love, like Lucas's bands, Winona and um, Voices in Vain. Like, I don't necessarily incorporate like punk or metal into my music, but it's something like that high energy stuff, like, definitely is like good to, you know, be a part of and be supporting and that kind of, that kind of thing. Oh, we actually, we've had Box of Stars and Honey and Soul in here. So, yeah, it's been, it was fantastic having them. Yeah. Um, Honey and Soul actually, um, uh, Julia from there played in my roommate's band, so oh, cool. I've, I've got to see her a few times now, which is which is fantastic. And uh, you'll probably see them pop up on the on the big screen, yeah, uh, yeah. As, at some point. Oh, you'll be up there next week. But just uh, explain <laughs> to people who do actually listen, we've got a, a revolving picture book of the various artists we've had, of course, on, um, in the corner of the studio. Oh yeah, there's a uh, Jeff. Um, I think that's in Spun House, but yep. uh, he he used to play in Bear's Tapestry with me and Bear and those folks. So I play lead guitar for them. But we're hopefully getting Bear in at some point um, in the next few weeks as well. Yeah, yeah, Bob. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to he, he'll, he'll be poke on you. He's on. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that kind of leads me to my last question. Actually, um, the album was released yesterday, so thank you so much for coming in to hear to promoter on the second day that's been released yeah um what are you doing in terms of a release party and what else are you doing to promote the album any tours gigs anything uh that you're you know you're doing to get yourself out there yeah uh this friday actually is a um potluck slash uh concert slash cd release show slash party at my house um i'm not going to say the address on air uh <laughs> but if you want to like reach out to me on social media uh, and want to come that would be sweet but it's going to be um us and a box of stars bears tapestry and uh and honey and soul uh and a potluck and then a just a good old-fashioned party that sounds know? like it's gonna be a wonderfully chill party it'll be a good time wonderfully chill people yeah well hopefully it'll get rowdy once you know the yeah. music's done but we'll see uh, maybe not for my neighbors but uh and then uh we don't have any tours planned right now we have a bunch of gigs coming up in uh in july um july 5th at sidebar july 27th i think at tap 25 july 28th at uh farmhouse um there's a couple others in there somewhere i'm sure but i'm just not remembering off the top of my head um do you guys remember any others off the top of your head 18th and 19th yeah 18th and 19th somewhere cool um <laughs> august is well, that august oh, okay now would be a good time to plug any social media you have that may have all these dates on there. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so I have a website, iansteinbergmusic.com, uh, and then you can find me on Instagram, Steinberg, Twitter, Steinberg, uh, facebook.com slash iansteinbergmusic, yada, 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 Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, blah, 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 <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, you know. On all, on all the relevant ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'd love to hear one last song before you to play us out. Uh, yeah. What have you got? Um, this one's going to be Honey, Won't You Come Back Home. I just have to tune back to Standard real quick, so sorry you have to listen to that on the air. It's uh, uh, an unfortunate necessity. That's a good cover. <laughs> 
like to tell this joke, actually. Um, <laughs> I feel uh, like the others have heard it before. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, what is the difference between a cat and a comma? I'm not sure what's the difference. Uh, one has claws at the end of its paws, and the other is a pause at the end of a clause. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a good grammar joke? <laughs> <laughs> there, there are other, I guess, like Spoonerisms <laughs> like that, but. <laughs> oh, man. What? Yeah, it's three. Dane's still learning the songs. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. But thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been wonderful having you. And yeah. well, maybe I'll find out where the party is on Friday and come see you, all you fantastic people uh, this week. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so this is uh, Honey, Won't You Come Back Home. Honey, won't you come back home? I've been really missing you. Honey, won't you come back home? Every day is colder without you here with me. I don't know how long it's been but I've been cooking for two And the meals are going bad in the fridge And I know I should have stopped long ago But to acknowledge that would send me down a path I just don't want to go Sweet whispers in the Thank you guys so much for coming.
Thank you so much for having us. And best of luck with the new album, honestly. Uh, I, I've already given it a listen. It sounds fantastic. And awesome. I wish you, uh, yeah, all the best. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks, everyone. And next week we've got, um, we are here in Rick Polari making a return to Big Heavy World to talk about Make Music VT, that wonderful festival that I was talking about earlier on today. Um, so catch me next Wednesday. I have been your host, Tom Proctor. This has been Big Heavy World. And uh, ciao for now.